Hey everyone, we're Silver Pilled Podcast. I'm Harrison. And I'm Lowell. And if you want to share an experience with anything paranormal or unexplained, shoot us an email at silverpilled at gmail.com. And if you want to follow us on social media, check us out at Instagram at Silver Pilled Podcast. Caffeine. Oh, it's like we haven't recorded since Tuesday. <laughs> right. <sighs> All right. Yeah. Cheers. Not sleeping tonight. Yeah, yep. I did that one. I forget what episode we did. I drank a monster while we were doing it. I didn't sleep till like 1 a.m. Oh my gosh. So I'm like, well, I guess I'll I'll dial it back to Mountain Dudes while I'm doing podcasts well now it's the weekend so it's like okay a podcast tonight and as soon i'm gonna get up early and then before <laughs> yeah. the kids get up so they can start editing yeah right oh i do usually I do. oh really oh, they're creepers man like they'll sleep uh-huh. until eight o'clock when on a work day but if oh. i get out of bed at five in the morning they'll be down by 5 30 so what are you guys <laughs> doing up oh we just uh we just woke up yeah. uh, i don't know about that like how did you know well, we knew right. you were home and you wanted to come do something <laughs> exactly we knew you wanted some quiet time so we got uh, up to harass you uh, every weekend it's okay. all good i wouldn't yeah. trade it for the world oh no all right michigan okay. triangle part two with a part one recap right we'll start with that okay <laughs> okay so michigan triangle part one recap take 15 don't tell them that (laughs) so that is luddington to benton harbor to manit towal m-a-n-i-t-o-w-o-l are the three cities on the beach that make up the michigan triangle um we talked about shipwrecks odd shipwreck occurrences from like the 1800s on yeah 1800s up to uh early 1900s 1920s were the odd ones there was a lot of shipwrecks mm-hmm. that happened there more so than uh plane crashes it seemed yeah yeah i only found one i mean there's plane crashes but they're not odd like there's oh, I see. explanations right. yeah, you for did them. say that okay so i only kind of found one that just disappeared and even the wreckage on that was odd um and then we had people disappearing 
the captain disappeared out of his lock cabin in the middle of the lake. And then Steve Kubacki, who disappeared from Holland, Michigan. Remember the name Holland, Michigan disappeared. Okay. Yep. He he was in college there and he left. He went to Saugatuck for uh, cross country skiing. So those are pretty close and they're right on the edge of the lake in the middle of the triangle. Okay. Well, not in the middle of the triangles over water, but right on the edge of that triangle. Sure. One of the points. Yeah. Or lines, I guess. Yeah. Right on the line. Okay. In between the two cities. So that's kind of where we left off. If you want any further details, revert back to part one. (laughs) All right. So where are we going tonight then? Okay. So we're going to start this off with weird weather. It kind of has some unique weather, which I don't know could be part of the reason why there's so many shipwrecks and plane crashes it has again it's a giant giant lake in a very cold climate so i feel like um, we talked about that a little bit last time with the the lightning storm around the plane okay lightning storm with the plane so they they have some some weird things that go on weather wise up there now the one one thing number one thing i found was mirages actually claim there's mirages over the lake people actually Hmm. see like cities and skyscrapers above the lake oh that's weird you hear about that a lot mm -hmm. people see have videos of that kind of stuff right so is that a mirage because you also hear about that happening in places where mirages don't happen well a mirage shouldn't happen over the water right usually it's like in a desert well on on the road i always think of when you're driving on a hot day and on the blacktop way far ahead it looks like there's water in the road you know because the dip you get up there and there's nothing there right 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 that what says um this was from petoskey's uh news and it said that the difference in temperature between the water and the air especially warm air and cold water will um change the air density and cause the light waves to refract through the atmosphere so basically bouncing the light waves up into the atmosphere okay hmm I don't know. To me, I still can't wrap my head around it, but I'm sure there's some people out there who went to college a lot longer than I did who were making this stuff up. That's interesting. Yeah. Okay. Go ahead. That's so that my was... word. As I listen back to these, I say interesting a lot. I think that's uh-huh. just going to be my word. I got to find a different word. Oh, about right. Yeah. I say that. Well, you <laughs> and I are both very guilty of that. Okay. Back on track. Go ahead. I know, right? <laughs> interesting. <laughs> oh so this one i'm really gonna butcher the name of it i think it's called a sechi s-e-i-c-h-e and they describe it as like sloshing water back and forth in the bowl so it'll dip at one end and then all flow to the other end okay so apparently this happens over that lake where there'll be like freak well not freak but like huge amounts of water washing up onto the shore and it's supposed to happen like up to a couple times a year it's caused by a low pressure wave moving across the water. So the low pressure kind of sinks down and pushes the water and displaces the water down to the other edge of the lake. That's kind of odd. Right. It was kind of weird to me too, but. I suppose that implies that the lake bottom is in the shape of a bowl, like a radius. I guess. I can't imagine like if it's a flat bottom with just some edges that I don't do that. It almost has to be like a bowl down there, right? I, yeah i mean that's that's how i understand it but again i am nowhere 
near qualified to answer that question. I would figure, though, if there's pressure pushing down on the top of the water, that would evenly distribute the water throughout the whole, well, I guess like it, the whole area instead of just pushing it all the way down. Yeah, that's kind of odd. Well, where do you push the water down? Like, you know what I mean? Maybe directly in the middle of the lake. Would try it would distribute it, it or the triangle, whatever it you know, it would distribute well, it evenly across. But if you push it down closer to one shoreline, wouldn't it distribute more energy towards the closest shoreline? Well, that's as what it I gets figured. to the furthest away, the energy would kind of dissipate. That's what I feared. The water would just kind of flow to every other area. It wouldn't all it wouldn't be like a giant wave like you do when you slosh something back and forth, like a giant wave moving all the way down. Yeah, because that implies like underneath force. Like when you slosh a bowl, you got to really rattle the whole thing right. and move it back yeah. and forth in order to create. Okay. So I don't know. Uh, and this is the whole lake. This just isn't in the triangle. This is okay. the whole lake. Um, and these could have some, the other great lakes could have these properties as well. Um, they just, I think they have some unique characteristics because of the cold and hot, not hot, but cold and warm weather right okay. up there on the northern side and they're so large there's so much water in them that they really get some unique characteristics um the other one is called lake effect snow and it's basically cold air moving across a warm water pretty much creates snow right on the edge of the lake right around the edge of the oh, lake wow okay so i guess the the water warms up the cold air and i don't know i don't i really don't know how it yeah. works they said it's it's from the cold air moving across a warm water so it's it could almost almost snow with no clouds in, in sight oh that's kind of uh, weird it's it's just picking up the the moisture from the water i guess huh okay so the last one is called ice boulders and these are large chunks of ice that pretty much look like a giant rock or a boulder up onto the shores of the of the lake um, they happen by the ice kind of breaking off. A large chunk of ice will break off. And then as it rolls through the freezing waters, it creates more and more, kind of like rolling a snowball almost. Oh, okay. Until it gets kind of washed up on shore and a large kind of roughly circuit. Like round. the cartoon effect when you put a small snowball down a hill. And yeah. It slowly gets bigger. Okay. But this is ice freezing onto more ice, basically. So big, huge rocks of ice basically up on the shoreline but how does it get to the shoreline it just washes there from the waves so it'll fall okay, off so the, the waves will... so the water's not completely frozen over then right no not all the way to the center okay and it may freeze like all the way out to the center i don't know well i would hope so with that last missing person's case oh yeah where he's out cross-country yeah, skiing unless he's that's yeah. kind of what i'm thinking that's what i thought too if it gets cold enough up there to freeze it yeah at okay. least across the top. Um, well, these know it does have some cold. answers, right? Maybe <laughs> we need some answers from them. <laughs> know anybody up there? Somebody send us an email. If it freezes solid in the winter, can you ride a snowmobile across the entire lake? Or yeah, or disappear on it? Or disappear? Yeah, and we'll change your clothes. <laughs> become a new person for fifteen months. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that that still creeps me. That uh. creeps. I can't imagine. So back to the fun stuff. UFOs. Ooh, okay. All right. So this is from a website called freep.com. F-R-E-E-P.com. Or maybe it's free. I guess it could be free. 
free don't pee in the pool (laughs) (laughs) well i know i I looked at it and it didn't register until i said it i was like wow that just doesn't sound i'm leaving this in i'm such a child it's so ridiculous (laughs) it sounded fine in my head until i said it (laughs) take two freep.com <laughs> the more professional <laughs> website um, yeah don't look up free pee online <laughs> i can't imagine where that'll go <laughs> all right oh, i can already hear the emails all right go ahead this happened on march 8th of 1994 um hundreds of people it said witnessed large glowing orbs over lake michigan hundreds of people yeah so this was a huge sighting it was a big sighting that i got two people it was called daryl and holly graves witnessed red and white lights and they lived dun 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 in holland Holland. michigan watching ufos yep holland police jeff that belt house nailed the meteorologist for the national weather service office or a meteorologist for, for the national weather service office saw them the meteorologist contacted the the office and talked to the people there and got them to track them on radar oh wow so these actually showed up on radar and police how many did you say there were um they've they watched three on radar there wasn't an exact number people had different sightings um some people reported white some people red and white but they were actually tracked on radar it's kind of one of the bigger ufo sightings up there so and then that's an orb ufo though that is so much to me that's so much different than just any like structural ufo right there's some sort of meaning to orbs and i just i can't place my finger on it yeah i don't know orbs really kind of weird me out because they're so they seem to be prominent in everything anything and everything all shapes sizes and colors it seems right yeah there's no rhyme or reason to them they're just Mm -hmm. everywhere and they can be giant up in the air ufos they can be small on the ground fairy lights in the mountains i mean yeah. you just ghosts in the bedrooms i yep. mean around bigfoot i mean it's just it's yeah. such a weird thing okay so go ahead okay so next one uh this is what happened on march 24th of 2019 this is from newsinsideout.com uh and these were lights in a triangular uh formation that video i sent you because oh to get... yeah we're gonna have to put that in the show notes okay that was a really crazy video that was so it was actually flying or they looked to be flying near or over the point beach nuclear plant oh wow you hear that all the time too yeah you do but i mean that one was really weird it looked like a star destroyer from star wars like the outline yeah those lights well there were so many of them in that it seemed like mm-hmm. it was hard to focus on one thing because you're focusing on one then like stuff whizzes by underneath yeah yeah we'll definitely what... have to put it in the show notes but it was like a glowing orange it was huge too it like illuminated <laughs> so big it was shot on a uh toaster oven because it's so blurry but it's still <laughs> pretty decent quality you know you can Man. still kind of see what's going on i don't i can't imagine that was faked you know no, i don't think so and that again is a really um popular incident so i don't think it was it was faked a lot of people see saw it a lot of news reports about it oh really mm-hmm. okay so and then the video with the 
the thing that tripped me out with those videos were the two, I think it was like an orange and then a red light that went like zooming underneath. Yeah. It. Cause uh, I was just focusing on that real big glowing one. Yeah. And then you see that stuff zoom underneath. I was like, Holy, what, what was that? You know, but those went fast though. Like yeah. if you weren't really paying attention, you would have missed it. Yeah. So yeah, you should put a link to that. Yeah. That video, that news article, the whole video that the interview mm -hmm. with the person who filmed it and everything is pretty good. So um, that, where did that happen? Now you, I, you probably mentioned it. I think it, it was filmed in Manitowoc over the lake. So they're looking out okay. over the lake. Okay. So both of those happened out over the lake of the. So again, like lake right Michigan. over that triangle, it seems like mm -hmm. right in that yeah, area. Okay. Close enough that it's, it's worth mentioning. Okay. The whole lake actually has a lot of witnesses seeing orbs and glowing lights and UFOs, at least 10 on just one website of just people seeing weird stuff over the lake. I wasn't going to write it all down, but it actually got so bad, according to thumbwind.com, that in March 25th of 1966, Congressman Gerald Ford called for an examination into the large amount of ufo sightings over the lake oh wow so there was congressman a, gerald Ford? yeah so he's so the that was before he was president time. right right so he was already trying to get a, a research team or just something some people to look into that huge amount of ufo reports over that lake that's a big deal for someone that high up in political yeah. power right to make a judgment call like that especially back in the 60s when all none of this existed right yeah. ufos didn't exist in the 60s yeah 70s 80s 90s they don't right. exist they were all taboo according to the government they don't exist till now so yeah. so that that's kind of what i got i mean there's a lot more ufos like i said but most of them are just an orb here and a light there did um, you see any um current ones like not that you well, wrote it down but anything like really current is it still going on today is kind of what i'm getting at well the video i sent you they filmed that and what three years ago okay i, I meant like oh. current day like, oh no nothing like, there were current reports okay so i was like saying we should probably week. take a trip up there wouldn't that be kind right. of neat i mean if it's still going on it'd be worth well i think so i mean it seems to be a pretty really active area honestly what makes um, it active for so long million the dollar copper. question i'm telling you offer is it the minerals in the ground is it the water i don't hmm. know skinwalker doesn't have much water true neither did the alaskan triangle to be fair right. well alaska i don't know i think alaska has a lot of it doesn't it have does, a giant but lake the, what, what we focused on it was yeah. all in the woods so right kind of got to ditch the water idea well that's true well hmm. we are kind of moving to the woods now because there okay. wasn't I wanted to do some crypt. There's a lot of cryptid stuff up there too, but the stuff I was kind of finding close enough to the triangle that I could say that it's related. I got a couple of them here. Okay. Um, the first I'm ready one, to hear it. It's called the Dewey Lake Monster. D-E-W-E-Y. That sounds kind of familiar. Okay. Yeah, I think I heard it before too. This comes from WWMT.com. And this is uh, Dewey Lakes kind of right beside Benton Harbor. Again, right there, real close. Right off the water. Right, okay. right, right at the tip of the triangle there. Okay. And it started, well, the Dewey Lake monster is basically Bigfoot, 10-foot tall, hair-covered, upright, walking mm, creature okay. they see. Um, and it started in 1964. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. 
And wouldn't you say so, they called or uh, Ford, Gerald Ford? That was 66. So two years yeah. after Dewey Lake. Okay. So kind of right around that time, the whole town of, here we go, Dewagal, D-O-W-A-G-I-A-L, actually like got overrun by people looking for this creature. So like it had, so many people had reported it that it had made the news and people had started to flood in to look for oh it. Oh my goodness, that's like Boggy Creek or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like it just yeah. seems like any time, especially back in those days the 60s and 70s when it was really... so taboo right yeah and it was just kind of like making some making some headway you know between the patty film and and foggy creek and now this man as soon as people heard about it, it was like hook line and sinker you were yeah bound to have your area destroyed by people i think people are looking for adventure i mean there wasn't much you kind of well, get away from the like the early 1900s with all the adventurers and stuff back then it's kind of gets into a new era. I think people are going out looking for I the unexplained. It, I think it's that, but I also think these people grew up hearing stories. Well, that's true. That could be, that's still you part know, of that generation where their parents were very, you know, no, no TV, no radios mm-hmm. even. I mean, you look know. at us growing up. We didn't have TV. You know, we, right. we listened to stories all the time. That's, that was our entertainment every night. Mom and dad would read us all stories that was the way it was back then and you know you didn't talk about this stuff back then i mean think about the alba twitch episode it was just a part of history the alba twitch yeah. was just a part of their like everyday life it was no surprise you just kind of pass it down to your children and and grandchildren until it just becomes folklore but i, I think I, this, this was kind of the era when the folklore was kind of start or the truth was turning into folklore and people mm-hmm. were out looking for that truth again. Yeah. It, it was almost like the third generation of it, you know, yeah. first it was the kids of the witnesses, then the grandkids. And then as the great can- grandkids came along, it was almost like, Oh, we don't believe our crazy great grandpa or whatever. Yeah. But they knew the stories from their parents and they're like, Oh, well, let's go see how real this stuff is. And I think, I think that was kind of the spike of it. I mean, on I don't know for sure. It's all speculation, but you know, in my ignorant head, it makes sense. <laughs> it does. I mean, it's kind of, I don't want to call it like an awake now. It's kind of a lot of people were starting to realize this stuff, what's going on. Cause you had Roswell in the late forties. Oh, I guess um, that's true. That was well, 20 years well before this. Okay. So, so that was groundbreaking too yeah okay so you you seem to have a lot of interest still into this stuff it just wasn't talked about well it was talked about on local news but the government seemed to hush it up but the local stories seemed to still be there and i think it was word of mouth news you know so and so saw this oh so did i either it was either that or you just didn't talk about it and you just told family and family Mm -hmm. passed it down but i just i think it was kind of it is what it is or we don't talk about it kind of thing yeah who knows i mean we probably could ask some people in our family if what they grew up hearing and just see if maybe they they grew up hearing why well, well i know they did well we, yeah m- mom always talked about how you know her grandma our great grandma would tell her to come home before the sun went down or the alba twitch would get her right so it's that, still... that was kind of how we heard about it and that's what kind of yeah. piqued our interest that was old dutch folklore right, right? 
All right, so, back on track. Yep. One more cryptid. Here we go. This was called uh, same website. These were called the Melon Heads. Ooh. Yeah, this is a little weird. Well, this is back at Saugatuck, right on the lake edge, right south of Holland. These were supposedly people, little people, smaller people with large heads, extra large heads that creep around in the woods at the Saugatuck Dunes State Park. Ooh. Yeah. So legend says is legend now. Says that they live in tunnels under the ground and come out and attack people and eat them, drag them down under the ground. Oh my goodness. So that's just kind of, I don't know if that's, there's any truth to that or if that's kind of an urban legend. Well, who's to say there isn't any truth? Yeah. Melon heads, though, isn't that a candy? <laughs> isn't that warheads? I'm pretty sure melon heads is a candy. Oh, warheads, I know, right. is a candy. Oh, lemon heads. I'm thinking lemon heads, <laughs> dog on it. Okay. No, they weren't that sour. Melon heads sound good, though. Like little watermelon <laughs> bites. So, this is supposed to be about people with hydrocephalus, which is a real condition. And it's like your brain creates excess excess fluid causing the head to swell oh okay um, is that like that elephant titus thing yeah i think okay um and supposedly again a legend that a doctor had held some of them captive and experimented on them and they revolted and killed him and escaped and this the asylum where he where he held them was supposed to be right outside the Sagaltuck uh, Dune State Park. That you're word, do, man. You're doing words. really good. Don't worry. <laughs> I'm terrible. <laughs> terrible at this stuff. And then it's all written in my handwriting. So I'm like, is that a T? Is that an L? Or you should have been a doctor. What are you doing podcasting? <laughs> oh. So a doctor, they, they uprose against the doctor? Yeah, they revolted against the doctor and killed him and escaped. It sounds like a like a really bad like 40s horror movie yeah i think it was like a like supposed to have happened sometime in like the 20s or 30s okay. or something so and now if you find the asylum in the woods <laughs> it is so horribly haunted <laughs> yeah but that was supposed to be one of the scarier cryptids around there well it's a different um, one it is it, yeah the only similarities I see to anything I've heard is like living in caves. That sounds like uh, the the goblins in Kentucky, yeah, or whatever. What are they called? The Hop- Hopkinsville. Hop- well, those came down on a UFO. Oh, I thought the they Hopkinsville lived in the caves. Goblins. No, those were the, the caves were in Somerset, Kentucky. And what lived in those caves? Was Maybe it goblins? some sort of goblins? Yeah. Okay, so that's what I'm getting confused with. We could do like ten episodes just in Kentucky alone. Well, the problem is, is it's all going to be like hellier. Yeah. Well, there's, well, there's a lot of other stuff in Kentucky that's, we can stay away from. Hellier. Um, <laughs> yeah. From, oh, that just lost the name of Somerset. We can kind of stay away from that. There's a lot. Well, of we're going to go to Somerset. You and I already right. made a plan for that. But anyways, yeah. that's, that's where I saw the, the melon head tie in. It was like, it's that cave system again, right? Oh yeah. You hear that? a lot with cryptids i've never heard of them actually eating people down in the caves 
like grabbing you and taking you down yeah. to, to munch on you that seems kind of odd well supposedly that's what the rake does is it or the walker not the garden rake the the, the pale walker humanoid rake so the rake does that i don't know we'd, we'd have to do a show on the rake itself i've never heard it like dragging people down that's the i just hear about them living in caves everything seems to come from caves caves of the water right yeah yeah well there i mean even a lot of people speculate bigfoot lives in caves that's why you can never find him because he travels underground through the caves it's like yeah. everything well and i mean i guess it's a dark scary hidden place that if you can't find something it's easier to say it lives in a cave than it has supernatural powers well i guess that's true too but you know what if it's not both i mean um, you can't really yeah, rule anything out both. yeah and the cave system's huge you know like the yeah. mammoth cave system i don't know how far north it goes up to uh, michigan nobody knows it hasn't yeah, I guess been that, yeah i suppose so that's true nobody knows how far it goes we should ask that guy that disappeared that's probably his 15 mile run for 15 <laughs> months you know right trying to fight his way through the caves <laughs> yeah hey who knows maybe he fell through the ice into a cave <gasps> we've solved it <laughs> all the way down to spoiler Kentucky. alert <laughs> But, but yeah, but that was right near that town again where that guy went missing. Yeah. So mm. there's kind of an area right there. And it's right on the water's edge, kind of in the middle of the triangle. That's pretty wild. Yeah. So so that's UFOs, Bigfoot, and Lemonheads. Melonheads. Melonheads. And Bigfoot. I already said Bigfoot. Oh. Didn't I? Oh, maybe you did. Okay. I also said Melonheads too. So. <laughs> Yeah, but what's the name of the town they're found at? Holland. <laughs> yeah. Or Saga. Uh, Sagatuck. Nailed it. Sagatuck. So I'm, I'm telling you, I'm glad you do the research on this stuff. <laughs> I don't. So what are your what are your thoughts on all this? Wow. Just wait. I got ghost stories too. Okay. Or all a right. ghost I'm, story. I'm jumping the gun. I tend to do that. We jumping have... the gun in rabbit holes. Okay. All right. So there is a lot of people claiming to spot ghost ships on the lake which would make um, sense yeah so there wasn't any like real good stories just like oh well this ship has been spotted and this there was a boat spotted here so um i did find this one this one's a really good ghost story and this happened on august 6th of 2000 in grand haven at the grand haven coast guard festival this is from milwaukeemag.com okay so that was the day of the festival, and during that day, the United States Coast Guard ship Mackinac, which is a 290-foot icebreaker, was cruising through the lake in heavy fog and heard a child crying for help. Ooh. So it's, it's crushing through the ice in heavy fog and hears a child cry for help. So they started looking, started looking, couldn't find anything. So they called the Grand Haven Coast Guard Station. And they sent out a rescue boat immediately. And then both boats start looking and can't find it. But they, and then it, both boats still heard the noise too. So they're both out in the did. middle of the lake. Yeah. And the second okay. boat heard the noise as well, heard the child crying for help. This is the middle of the lake, middle of the lake, foggy, okay. ice. And the, you know, this is Coast Guard. So it's not like just a few people. You know what I mean? It's not a couple of fishermen searching. These are giant sure. Coast Guard boats. Ooh, that's eerie. There's huge spotlights. I mean, trained professionals searching the ice, looking for this child crying for help. 
Um, they couldn't find anything, so it called in even more boats, law enforcement, fishing boats. This was in 2000? This was in 2000. Wow, okay. And they couldn't find anything. They had a huge amount of people out there searching and never found anything. Did any other ones hear it besides the two ships? It didn't say. Okay. Um, it was just those two ships that I heard it. Hey, that's yeah. awfully descriptive, a child crying. You know, it's a lot right. different crying than someone just help. calling for help, right? You'd say right. someone calling for help, but a child crying for help. You'd have to hear it pretty darn crystal clear. Right, especially over an icebreaker because right. they're probably crunching through the ice. Well, I don't know if it was crunching through the ice. It just said it was an icebreaker. So maybe it was just sailing. Just out there? Well, why yeah. would you send out an icebreaker if it wasn't out to break ice? Well, this is a Coast Guard, so if it's anything like the Army, you don't ask, you just do. <laughs> there's no rhyme or reason. I think there's black helicopters coming. You just you questioned our government level. Right. Oh, so, my goodness. They found out later that the, the Mackamal, the icebreaker, was over the shipwreck of a boat called Ironsides, where 20 people had drowned on September 13th of 1873. 70 1873 1873. okay so 127 years so and there was a little boy who had drowned on that ship well i was gonna ask if there are any women or children that's so eerie i hate the water to begin with can you imagine (laughs) that gosh i'd probably jump out the back of the boat and try to swim back home if i heard that in a foggy lake oh lock myself yeah i would cry Hug myself in a bathroom stall and just hold over, hold my hands over my ears till it was gone. Man, that just—that's like horror movie. Because, it is. You I know, mean, what I, I mean? I'm willing to face anything except water, especially <laughs> at night, especially when you hear a child crying out there. Right. Yeah. I will not. I just Jesus take the wheel. You know, like that yeah. is not something I'm willing to do. But what do you suspect that is then? I don't know. I really that that one. I really struggle to even come up with it. That's like a like a like a repeat, you know, a repeat yeah. of history. You know, who's to say how many hundred whatever years ago that kid wasn't doing that? Yeah, it's I almost mean, like it's a a skipping record, you know, or a record replaying, and now it just got to that point again, and that scene's acted out again. The, the, yeah, I guess the hardest part I have for those. Is that if it was, what do they call that type of haunting? Residual haunting. Residual, yeah. Why isn't it reported more? I have one story. Wow, that's, but you looked at one area. But I'm saying, why why wasn't that story, but why wasn't that child heard on more occasions? 127 years. If I had three stories of a child crying, well, maybe. I guess that's true. And the, well, but if it like, was demonic, like what was the point behind that? Because that's always the go-to in, in the Christian community. Like, oh no, ghosts are demonic. Well, th- what did that do? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, it didn't do anything. Right. Right. Nobody was attacked. Nobody was hurt. You know, some a lot of time like, and energy wasted. But... Right. Yeah, it was just it was something trying to get attention. Ah, there we go again with that. That is yep. so. So is that what you think is going on over, let's just at, rule out Alaskan Triangle. Let's just focus on Michigan Triangle. Do you think that that's what's kind of going on there? I mean, missing persons aside, let's talk about the weird woo of it, like the UFOs and 
the ghosts and the Bigfoot and the lemon heads, you know, melon heads. Ah, now I'm thinking candy. Do you think <laughs> that there is something really out there trying to get attention? Is it all trying to get attention or is it all separate? I don't know, but there seems to be some of these manifestations, if you will, seem to be almost saying, look at me, look at me, come look at me, pay attention to me. You know, it's it's like somebody texting you a hundred times, you know, they're they're doing whatever they can to attract attention. Why? I don't know. Because there's nothing ever found. It's not. There's never any new evidence. Nothing. I mean, no. as far as we know, sitting here, nothing ever comes of it. It's why I think so many of these, like, you hear of like the gin and fairies, all these things, they say, oh, well, they're trickster spirits or trickster spirits. I think that's why so many of them get labeled trickster spirits is they tend to do something, whether it's just a mm. prank or, or is get it attention to get attention. They do something and then nothing ever comes of it. It happens over and over every, I mean, look at why does Bigfoot cross an empty two lane road in the middle of the night when there's one car on it? To why does it cross side well yeah probably <laughs> that, that was pretty good come on you set me up for that forgot who i was talking to there for a second <laughs> how many episodes are we in and you forget this stuff that was good oh my gosh it'll be happening on episode 500 i guarantee it ah <laughs> uh, but wh why why does it walk out in the middle of the road when it was one car in the last three hours you crossed but what happens when you actually give it attention? Well, sometimes it gets worse. Look at when you give Bigfoot attention. You plant Bigfoot gardens. You leave food out for it. And then Does you anyone stop. ever die? No, but stuff gets ruined. Look at the fairies. If you don't give them milk and sugar or honey allegedly. or that's beer. I, I will say that's allegedly. You know, I've, oh, got, a weird, I've got a weird thing about fairies. I've there's there's talking about them. I know. Great. <laughs> I've almost like lost the cryptid high from Bigfoot because it just seems so normalized. Well then, okay, so there's stories. I didn't expect to go this route in this episode, but let's roll with it. Welcome to um, the Harrison rap <laughs> rabbit hole. <laughs> there are stories of people who gift Bigfoot, right? Live out okay. food. There's uh, people who plant Bigfoot gardens. They plant two gardens, one for themselves, one for Bigfoot right okay so the so the bigfoot will only eat out of their bigfoot garden and leave theirs alone so they follow rules okay. and then when they either stop leaving out gifts and food or they don't plant the garden or don't take care of it the bigfoot get mad and they start destroying stuff around the house they start having their garden knocked over or their trash cans thrown across the yard or taps at the window all night long keeping them awake and when they're I never and, going inside and killing people, you know what I, I mean? Well, or that we know people. of, yeah, that we know of. Maybe they're not allowed inside the house, but this is, I'm saying with the fairies, you hear the same give it food offerings and it'll be nice. Stop giving it food offerings and it'll be mean. And it throws a fit. Yeah. It's like a child throwing a fit. That's, but you the, also hear the folklore of the fairies coming in and stealing your child and replacing it with. 
that's where yeah. I, it yes. loses me. That's why it's so hard, much harder for me to grasp onto that idea as opposed to like something living in the woods, you know, getting pissed off because you didn't leave it enough food. You know what I'm saying? Right. No, there's a difference yeah. in my mind between those things. So then we'll call it, what do they call them? House sprites or sprites or okay, something? Sprites. I guess they're all the same though. Are they? Well, I don't know. I guess that's pretty naive of me. I mean, if, if they help you out, they're nice to you. You know, Bigfoot leaves gifts. If you give him gifts or it gifts, fairies so, help you out if you leave them gifts. So if these things, whatever they are, in whatever spectrum you put them in, just want attention, why do they do it over things like, you know, the Michigan Triangle? Or why do things happen in the Alaskan Triangle? I mean, there's... Why are they only in that one location? Well, not necessarily, but why is it so such a hot spot? Oh, yeah, that I don't know. That You know, hundreds well, of people reporting orbs, that's a huge amount. That's, mm-hmm. that, I will say, that's asking for attention. That is something out there begging for attention. Why is a big question. And, why, you know, why there? Right. You know, you could do that over New York City and have more mm-hmm. people see you why does it have to be over you know the michigan yeah. triangle why does it have to right. be there i don't what, know what laws apply or rules or right yeah yeah i that i don't i don't know and again it goes back to what we've said since the first episode is it do weird things happen there because it's a weird place you know or does it become a weird place because people start doing weird things there? That is true. That's, that's I think that's what it boils down to for me. So then honestly, my mind goes to like, okay, well, we know that, you know, well, we don't know. I believe I'll put it that way, that Nephilim existed here in America well before like native Americans. That's just personal belief. Attack me if you want. Don't really care. There's evidence of giants and, in america you know so if we're talking like flood pre-flood post-flood doesn't really matter what's underneath the water right yeah is kind of what comes to my mind or you know the kind of the flip of the coin is did stuff happen there weird stuff happen there for whatever reason and enough energy was focused on that area that created a hot spot for it yeah, I you know, don't mental know. energy. Can can people really create that amount of mental energy to create one giant tulpa portal? You know? Yeah. I mean, I don't I don't know. I I guess they could if there's enough people there focused. Or is there enough people there who focus that they turn into a bright enough beacon that something sees it and mm-hmm. comes to it like a moth to the flame? Yeah, we talked about that too. Mm-hmm. Or is it that area is just thinner in between universes or dimensions or whatever you want to call it? Are there reports of staircases in the water? No, so far, none of those. But if anybody did see any staircases in the water, <laughs> let me know. Let us Email know us silverpilled at gmail.com. Or anything else. I mean, honestly, that area is really strange. I was really surprised. I didn't expect this much stuff going into it to have two episodes 
out of just two different locations yeah well just yeah just over that triangle there was well, yeah i guess this much. is three episodes over two three episodes yeah. yeah i honestly expected the the alaskan one to be even more active so this one i i thought this one would have been less because i i did you don't really hear of it i heard of the alaskan triangle before history or travel channel did a series over it okay i don't really remember hearing of the michigan triangle i don't um, honestly think i heard of either until you mentioned it okay so it really wasn't kind of on my radar i knew there was some weird stuff that went on in michigan but you know which i talked about last episode with the uper lights and the copper mines mm-hmm. but nothing like this so i don't know there's a lot of other weird stories that go around with those great lakes but that's mainly i have one more story that's not a paranormal story it's just kind of a cool one. Oh, let's hear it this is the buried city of singapore Ooh, okay so this is from the website only in your state.com and again this is near sagatuck <laughs> i'm gonna get that right at least one time this whole two podcasts man <laughs> So in 1836, Singapore was built as a lumber port. So a lot of lumber going on. Mm -hmm. Okay, we've heard that before. Yeah. So it was pretty big. They had two hotels, three mills, stores, and it was home to the first schoolhouse in Michigan. Ooh, that's pretty cool. Um, So that was was pretty, pretty cool. Is that still standing? I wonder. That'd be so neat to visit. Well, in 1871, a massive fire destroyed the yeah, town and the forests around it. Never so it burned down the town, burned down all the trees around it. And then without the trees, the sand soon blew in and covered the whole city. So it's oh, the all sand under the sand. Beach. Yeah, wow. the beach sand blew in. The whole city's covered now. Oh, that's kind of weird. So it's kind of a weird, crazy story about a buried city right near Saugatuck. And that's accurate? Like, that's historically accurate? Mm-hmm. Really? Yeah. That's weird. You don't... I've never heard of, like, a sand, you know, sand blowing and covering an entire city. Besides Atlantis, obviously. Yeah. Yeah, so the Michigan-Atlantis. Well, yeah, that's... <laughs> oh, man. We got to take metal detectors out there and find right. some rusty okay. nails. <laughs> yeah, well, who knows how their laws are up there, too. Anyway, don't get me started on laws against metal detecting. Yeah, me on a rampage. <laughs> Don't come to Pennsylvania. Those guys that found that all that treasure in the oh yeah, just... no kidding. That one on the from the confessionals. Yeah, well that was remember... the FBI or somebody took it away. Well, first right? it was the state, then it was the federal apparently. Yeah, and last I heard, they're still in like court, going into court. Oh, I just knocked my headphones. Um, going into court about it, like winning here, losing there. Like what a scam, man yeah i always said if you ever find anything like that don't tell anybody keep your mouth shut Mm -hmm. slowly bring it out we're not um giving legal advice (laughs) we're not lawyers (laughs) definitely not lawyers follow all printed rules and regulations i don't even know if i want to say this is just opinion (laughs) (laughs) no it was um a farce yes it was a joke just remember to take the trash out with you when you go out hiking <laughs> yes <laughs> that's what i meant and keep your mouth shut about it <clears throat> that is interesting though so oh man that's all over the place that's an oddity that whole triangle is an oddity 
It, yeah, it between is. people seeing cities in the sky and stuff, that's the first thing that caught my attention. And now cities under sand, as yeah. above, so below, as they say. Right. I suppose. I, yeah, I guess the cities in the sky thing. I debated about putting it in, but with so many other weird stuff, I wondered. I wonder if this may not exactly be a mirage. I mean, I've never personally seen a mirage besides those heat waves yeah. on the road or yeah. whatever. Um, I've never seen anything that could be. I've never seen cities in the sky or land. You know, so you've seen Looney Tunes. Yeah, so you, exactly. You should know how it works. Well, I've never seen. Well, in real life, I've never seen that though. So. I, <laughs> I mean, if that's the same way, I don't know. But the video footage, you can't. I have a well, really yeah. tough time believing that there's a scientific explanation for that. You know, there's yeah. a scientific explanation for everything that doesn't mean it's true or accurate it's just something they got to tell people again opinion yeah those cities in the sky are weird it's like sky whales you know it's just like what a weird you can't tell me that's a mirage that that blows the whole idea of the scientific idea of a mirage out of the water no pun intended so who's to say that i don't know just there's some sort of a slip you know there's a city in the sky and then all the professionals have to come in and be like, oh, don't worry, it's a mirage. You know, it's just, it's the way the sky reflects off the water, reflects off, you know, Sydney, Australia, coming exactly. here from Aurora Borealis. That's just how, it, that's just how science is. Yeah. Unfortunately, with a lot of the research I've done, I tend to look more as science is guesses at unexplained, and then they push it as fact. There is... Well, I'm not going to say it's all fact, but there is truth in science. I mean, we know that. Well, yes. And I think that a lot of this stuff does have a scientific explanation, right? God built the world on math and science. Yes. But what I'm trying to get at is stuff like, if anybody wants a head trip, look into the Thunderbolts Project and the Electric Universe. Oh, Can you explain that in 15, 20 minutes? I can't explain that in three hours. Okay. I can't even explain it that well. Um, is that basically future, is that a future episode? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Basic rundown is gravity doesn't exist. Well, so, you know, it wouldn't surprise well, me. You dive into the conspiracy hole, and Newton was like some weird occultist. You know what I yeah, mean? Yeah. He also invented calculus when he got bored. So that guy is straight up evil. Yeah, <laughs> I'd have to agree with that. <laughs> I've never even touched a calculus book, so consider yourself lucky. That stuff is, anyway. Yeah, it's um, an interesting thought. I mean, I do think that there is some truth in science and answers in science, but as soon as the mainstream science jumps to give you an explanation for the unexplained, I have to question it. You know, and it's there's no political agenda behind it. There's no really religious agenda behind it. There's just it can't be that simple this life can't you know this stuff can't be that simple planes just don't go missing ships just don't go missing and then you don't hear voices out in the middle of the water for no reason you know and i don't really care what science has to say about that there's really that stuff just doesn't happen in a natural everything science based world right right well i think science scientists don't have it all figured out they tend to believe they do and they may have parts of it figured out and they may be extremely smart people 
who know a lot of things but i think when it comes down to it there is so much to this world that looking at it through a scientific not a scientific a the a non-paranormal lens supernatural right supernatural yeah supernatural whatever you cannot explain it with simple tricks of the eye i think there is something so much going on that can't be explained away by light refractions and swamp gas and weather balloons <laughs> it just it just doesn't work like that and i think when you try to do that you are really crippling your mindset in this field um, that's true in, in in any field anywhere i'm not trying to take a big poop on scientists i'm really not i mean i'm sure that they have they have to come up with an answer you know especially if you're paid the big bucks you can't say i don't know exactly right so i'll leave it at that i'm not no i'm not either i'm really i'm not i know it sounds bad but i think like you said i think that's the biggest hindrance to science they cannot say i don't know yeah if they were allowed to if it was if they if it was socially acceptable for them to say i have no freaking idea I bet we would actually be a lot farther because a lot of people would push to find out instead of taking a something that may or may not be true and saying it's truth. Well, I think the issue is, is everyone wants answers, right? That's, I think it's kind of built into our, our makeup, our genetic makeup. We want answers. And when you don't get them, it's frustrating. I mean, why did we start a podcast level, right? Because I mean, you wouldn't leave me alone. Well, there's that. <laughs> I still don't either. So, <laughs> jokes on you, man. <laughs> Stop getting text ten times a day, but now just got it's twenty times. You're ruining my marriage. <laughs> but I mean, in all reality, why do podcasts like why do paranormal podcasts succeed? Because people want answers. Because I, people want answers. Why do ghost shows succeed? Or well, there, uh, there we go. Down. Um, so I well, think there's a flip Zach side. Baggins. I'm not talking about <laughs> Zach Baggins. <laughs> I think I think there's a group of people who want to know the truth. They want to know answers, and they know that through either a hearing people's personal experiences they can glean information from them and come up with their own answers or their own meaning to what is going on sure and then i think there's another group of people who just enjoy the stories they just enjoy the entertainment of that subject they're not how it all starts though it is and i think eventually and again there's no problem with either one I think both sides are great. If you, as long as you accept that this paranormal, whatever you want to call it, supernatural world exists, then either way, whether you are diving into it for answers or whether you are just watching it for entertainment or listening to it or whatever for entertainment, I think it's both fine. With me, I'm more analytical. I like to know the answers for a lot of things um that's how i approach pretty much everything (laughs) is an answer and to gain knowledge even and that's why i 
tend to have a hard time watching tv shows and movies because it's not entertainment it's geared towards entertainment not right. towards any knowledge so a lot of the stuff i watch is um non-fiction and all i read is non-fiction right so that's just my personality but other people they like it they enjoy the unknown and it's just really good entertainment for them i would say you know whether you're you do it for entertainment or you do it to seek truth i do it for adventure like you know it's it's my i would love to go out and search for this stuff and yeah i know oh, you gotta be careful but that's just in my nature like i love a good story and yeah i love a treasure map you know what digging out from from the sand covered abandoned city back to reality we'll detect our way down there don't worry <laughs> about it well, i pretty much live down there anymore <laughs> yeah oh goodness we have to get a rabbit a mailbox put up on the rabbit hole where i'm living at i spent so much time there <laughs> it's like bugs bunny <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> hey that's a second looney tunes reference man now is it spell how do you spell looney tunes oh is it Oh, let me think about this. L O O N. Who is it? E Y or Y S, and then T O O N S. Really? Is that you it? Look that up. Look it up real quick. Hang on. Yeah, is you gotta. Question? Is it? Was I right? I'll look it up. Oh, I'm done. On. I'll tell you once you look it up. How did I spell? L U N. No. L O O N. E Y. Oh, so I was right on Looney, but it's tunes like music. T-U-N-E-S. Yeah, well, when growing up, I remember it as T-O-O-N-S. That's what I just said, right? Mm-hmm, that's exactly what you just said. That's a Mandela effect. Why is it T-U-N-E-S? It doesn't even make sense, like tunes like music. It doesn't even make yeah, sense. Yeah, I know. Because they said it. it's from the, the goofy music they play at the beginning. No, because how do you spell Looney? Like yeah, L O O N Y. No, I don't mean in the show. I mean like, how do you spell the word Looney? L O O N Y. Do you? Sure. I thought it was yeah. L U. No, I don't think so. Like Looney Bin or yeah, like a lun lunatic, right? Right, right. I'm pretty sure it's L O O N Y. Like you're getting you're getting Looney. Yeah, yeah. Is it? Yep. Oh. But okay, tunes, as in cartoons. Yeah looney tunes goofy cartoons yeah oh goodness so how do we get here <laughs> i swear this podcast just... is like the dark side of youtube in every episode like you spend hours on it then you're like man how did i get here towards the end right how do we get from a michigan triangle to mandela oh. well we're you and i are still we're gonna hunt otterman and lemonheads that's right melon heads now they're lemon heads now <laughs> yeah you have a, a t-shirt of those two holding hands skipping down the street maybe we're not a, that's kind of we're being... a bunch of lemon heads <laughs> right? I was gonna say. Not trying to make fun of anybody with any kind of yeah, um, medical condition true. i know but otter man we can still pick on otter man well i'm sure someone will get offended by that too all right yeah I'll, I'll leave it at that for the night <laughs> let's get me to bed shall we <laughs> before i get us into any more trouble yeah no whether it be the fbi <laughs> the haters maybe the All two right. people the two people <laughs> mom and dad listening to us right mom now and dad, we're gonna get we're gonna get emails from ned murphy and so bad <laughs> you're gonna ground us <laughs>
just a knock on the door you think it's the men in black or the fbi it's mom like all right i brought the paddle <laughs> camp podcast this week our two fans have grounded us and we're not allowed to talk oh my goodness uh, I don't know what should be worse, though. Honestly, I'd, I almost rather deal with the FBI than that. <laughs> right? Yeah, no, mom can be pretty scary, man. Oh yeah. Oh, uh, get us to bed. Yeah, I think it's time to. All right, man. All tonight. Till next week. Don't know what you got in store. Whatever else, I guess we'll wait and see. Yep, maybe something completely off the rails. <laughs> <laughs>